Chris Desai, transforming our world with You Ocean 2050 and You Earth 2050, a sailor's connection to nature. Step into the world of Chris Desai, a third generation sailor turned global change maker. From his roots in fashion and music to his deep seated love for nature, Chris's journey is a testament to the power of transformation. Experience the pivotal moment at sea that sparked his profound connection to every living being on earth and led him to create the luxury brand Veyu and Veyu Foundation. And his ambitious goal projects, U Ocean 2050 and U Earth 2050. Join us as Chris shares his vision for a more sustainable future and discover how he's using his passion for a conservation to make a lasting impact on our planet. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness driven ride. Let me share a little bit more about the guests that we have here today. Chris Desai, a respected entrepreneur and philanthropist from Leshire, UK, is known for his luxury fashion brand, Veyu, and his charity, the Veyu Foundation. Born to a Ugandan political refugee father and an English-slash-Scottish mother, Desai has significantly impacted the UK and Commonwealth through his global projects, U Ocean 2050 and U Earth 2050. I am so pleased to help welcome to the stage Mr. Chris Desai. Uh, Hi, Chris. Hi, thank you for that. The overwhelming introduction. <laughs> and I don't know if I actually said any of that correctly, but, you know, I get to give you up to the stage and allow you to present it so much better than I can. I think that was pretty good, to be honest. I don't think I could have done better than that. So that was uh, phenomenal. <laughs> I'm going to take notes from that next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. This is such an honor and a privilege to have you here on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you so much for being here because the things that you're doing in the world is just exceptional. It's very inspiring to me as the host. And so I am so pleased to be able to share this with our audience today. Let's get started by sharing a little bit more about you. Sure. I mean, to be honest, uh, I'm pretty much an open book. Um, my journey into conservation, my journey into holistic kind of well-being, you know, came very organically. But I think, like most of us, we fight it along the way. So, you know, being born and raised in the UK, um, you know, my dad coming from abroad when he was just a young child as a refugee, um, you know, we were always given that kind of mentality of like, you know, fight for everything you want. You know, if you want it, you go and get it. The opportunity's there. You know, don't let a no, you know, dis uh, discourage you from from achieving anything. So. For me, I've, you know, I, I got 
raised or drugged up, you know, um, you know, with my with my two brothers, and very much, you know, we didn't have much growing up. It was very, you know, it was a very humble background, and I just wanted more. You know, I generally wanted more in life. I think we were always kind of instilled you know with the the work ethic you know especially the work ethic of like immigrant families where it's like you do any job you do it better than everyone else and you do it cheaper than anyone else right i mean it's like you know there's that trauma that generational trauma i believe you know that that's brought along with having to flee a country you know because they've always got that mentality that this might happen again you know and you know it's 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 one of those things that i never truly understood you know i think because i was born here you know for me United Kingdom is my home. So I didn't ever see it as, you know, that I'm in a foreign land. But I think for my parents, you know, especially they kind of was like blend in, fit in, don't, you know, yeah. don't stand out. You know, that was the thing. And, you know, that was never going to happen from a young age. I was the, the kid on top of the table dancing, you know, I was the one singing at the top of my voice. Like, you know, I was just out there. Um, <laughs> like, I couldn't even say this was taught, you know, it's just something inherent in me I like to express myself. So, yeah, growing up was was a challenge, you know, is that I was one person at home and one person with my friends, right, you know? Um, and, you know, I, I think the, the morals that it instilled in me and the work ethic, I, I, I stick to to this day. You know, I will work harder than everyone else. I will get farther than everyone else, you know, not by you know, kind of a privileged situation, but by my own merit. Um, And I think, you know, as you do that, you become very, very aware of what you've got and what you lack and how to overcome those problems. So for me, it's been a constant journey. Like I'm a lifelong learner. I mean, I've just learned how to introduce myself, you know, from from your uh, wonderful introduction. Like, you know, I really am learning every day. I learn from people because, you know, other people have, you know, knowledge of the world that I don't currently have and I have knowledge that other people don't have. So I've always been very much that, you know, if I meet someone, I, you know, I'm not there to kind of judge them. I'm not there to, you know, who knows what journey they're on, you know, but it's very much like if I can take some positive things, even from some very negative people, you know, I'm still going to take something from them in that respect, you know, just to add to my character, whether it's adding to my resilience, whether it's, having empathy you know whether it's having these traits that you know i don't think we were all with i think we learned some traits you know some come naturally um and yeah so growing up my mom was like a sailor she sailed from a child her dad taught her to sail they used to go sailing every you know weekend and then i got put on the water at a young age um but like i said we didn't have any money so it was very much like she used to save up and get me on the water anytime she could. Um, mm. And what's quite funny is the first thing she ever did is put me on a surfboard. Um, and I ended up breaking, well, sorry, it's like a, you know, windsurfing board. And I, they said, whatever you do, do not pull the boom. Do not pull that back because you will fly forward. And, you know, telling me at seven years old not to touch something was, <laughs> was not a great idea. And I pulled the boom and it went super fast. And I was like, this is amazing. Didn't know how to stop, right? So I just <laughs> let go, jumped in, and it broke, and, you know. So anyway, they, they put me in a boat, and they said, look, you'll be better in a boat because you can't break it as easy. Um, and that was, you know, my love for water just came naturally mm-hmm. in the natural environment. So 
the journey was very much organic going into the water, just feeling at peace when I was in it. But then later in life, as we'll kind of get to, I really lost that connection, you know, in, in, the, in the front of my mind, that conscious part of me. But in the subconscious, I was always, you know, kind of in love with the ocean, rivers, nature. But life, society, you know, and my own doing. I think it's a time to actually admit, you know, when it's our fault. You know, it was, I got taken away with career and, and that drive force, you know, to kind of, to, to, to do better. That, you know, eventually I got to the point, which I'll go into later, that, yeah, I just had to have that moment of clarity. Uh, well, you're right. We do get very, very far off from that childhood state of wonder and dreaming. In fact, I was just telling my husband, I think the other night or yesterday, when we start to contemplate what we dreamt about when we were children and what we wanted to be when we grew up, that childlike state of wonder, that curiosity, that creativity, and how vastly different it is where we are now for most of us, I would say, likely. And if some of us can even bring ourselves back to the thoughts of what was it that I wanted to be when I grew up? Because a lot of us don't even think about that or we have forgotten. And it's very interesting as I pondered on that and reflected, I'm like, you know, there was probably a top four things that I wanted to be when I grew up when I was a kid. And two of them were so unrealistic that- <laughs> What were like, they? I want to know now. I wanted to be a mermaid. So when you talk about the water and being really connected to the ocean, it's that certainly stemmed and resonated with me as a young, young child. And then the other unrealistic one was I wanted to be a superhero because She-Ra was my superpower. So if you reflect and think about what were your heroes, what kind of play did you engage in as a child? That will certainly bring you back to the memories of what you wanted to be and experience and, and show up as. And then uh, a singer, and uh, which I don't engage in, although I do sing in the shower. I think most of us do it on the roadways, right? That's fun. And uh, what was the other one? An artist, which I get to do. And so I think that too, some of those things, they do play out a little bit if we, if we allow them to do so, but it's fun to reflect on that. And you, Chris, you really were connected with the ocean. And like you said, you veered away. And I want to go back a little bit too, because you mentioned this uh, generational trauma that we experience. And when we think about our parents and how they show up in the world and how different it is, we learn so much. Like you learn from your parents this work ethic that you never lost. And it has shown so beautifully in your life and how you really get things done. And when you aspire to do something, you do it. And then there's the other pieces of that that aren't so great yet. So there's these contrasting things that we kind of get to pick apart through what we've learned from our ancestors and from our parents. No, 100%. I mean, just to, to skip back, I think we do fulfill our dreams without realizing sometimes, right? And, yeah. and, and follow, follow me for a second on this, that 
you know, we have these dreams as a child. You know, for instance, mine was I wanted to be an RAF pilot. I wanted to go into to fly jets. That was always my thing. I loved the thought of flying, all them kind of things. But, you know, say, for instance, like yourself, you, know, you said you wanted to be um, a, a superhero. You know, the need for that is to protect other people. Yeah. And yet in your life, you know, just from briefly knowing what I know about yourself, you've actually gone into that to protect other people. So therefore you manifested that original thought. But I think that's the most beautiful thing that what we think life will give us isn't always that. You ask God for patience, he'll give you a situation, right? You know, that's the kind of thing. He's not gonna go, here's the patience. Yeah. No, it's a situation to learn it. You wanted to be a superhero. I'm sure at some points you've helped save people's lives. So therefore you are a superhero. You know, yeah. you wanted to be a singer. People determine, determine, you know, being a record multi-platinum artist, right? As being successful. No, it's not. That's one form of success. Being mm-hmm. a singer is to be able to enjoy your own voice. Well, and I utilize my voice here on this platform. So it's a form of expression, you know, to an audience. A hundred percent. And I think with my life, you know, being in love with the water and then obviously, you know, being in love with flying, all these things that I've kind of, you know, I, I thought I went away from it. You know, I did, like, to an extent on the outside, the physical. But what it was is I was manifesting those dreams in in a format that I didn't realize. You know, so, for instance, I love creativity. I love music. I love all these kind of things where I always liked to dress well when I was younger. Um, And it's very much that, you know, through that, I went into a career of fashion. And fashion allowed me to express myself. It allowed me to travel in airplanes, right, around the world to these nice locations. You know, and it was very much that I did have the things that were in my heart, but they were just in the wrong way and it had the wrong motivation mm-hmm. behind. So I think it comes to a point in your life where if you, you know, it's kind of like when you put out a blueprint or, you know, if you're if you're wanting to recruit someone right for a business, you need to really hone down on the details of what you want. Not who wants a job has to be around talk shows, right? You know, instantly, no, this is a wellness driven, you know, life show, etc. So I think that's what happened that when I had that moment of, there's been three pinnacle moments of awakening. I think people see, you know, read stories of like Buddha and they're like, oh, it just happened. Like it doesn't in most people's lives. It's like anything, you step up, you step up, you step up. And for me, it was that the first time that it hit me people think that actually to step up it's an elevation and it'll be nice but I think it actually comes with stepping off that pedestal that you put yourself on to start with and that's what happened to me that you know 10 years or so in in a business and you know I was an art director I was at the top of the company um, very very successful in that respect on other people's view of me um you know flying everywhere 45 person team you know, multi-million pound kind of business, all these kind of things. And it was so far from the truth, you know, because it's like, well, it was a multi-million pound business, but I wasn't receiving any of that, you know, I was just receiving a good wage. It was, you know, I was an art director, but yet, you know, it was an 18-hour day. You know, it was like, oh, he's he knows so many people, but had no friends, right? And they're the kind of things that, that outward view of success and it becomes sickening 
you know, it becomes like so toxic that people kind of then do it even more to try and find fulfill, fulfillment in it. And as I said about the pedestal, that first level of enlightenment for me was waking up at five o'clock in the morning. I just came off a flight at two o'clock in the morning. I'd gone Uber to the flat, to the house. No one was in there because I lived on my own. I've literally got in. There was no food in the fridge because I wasn't even living there. Basically, I was always on the move and it was cold. And I just literally slept for like two and a half, three hours. And I woke up because my alarm went off and I had to be back in the office at six. And I just looked in the mirror. And it was one of those things where so many, so much of our lives, we can look at our reflection and we look at how we're dressed and if we're smiling, you know, if our hair's done. But we don't actually look at ourselves and we avoid eye contact with ourselves. You know, that's a, a lot of psychologists will, will explain this, that we never truly look into our own eyes and we never speak to ourselves because we believe we are ourselves, right? We're just living. Uh-huh. They don't see a separation. And for me, that elevation was a big tumble off the pedestal because I looked in the mirror and I just couldn't look at myself in the eye. And then when I finally brought myself to it, I just literally said the words and I remember it to this day. And I just said, my, my, uh, my language, but I just said, you know, you're so full of rubbish. It's unbelievable. Like you actually start to believe your own lies. You know, you actually start to believe that this is cool. This is success. You know, and as I, as I got dressed, you know, and I mean, I was, I was, I was a bit of an emotional wreck and I don't do emotions that often, you know, um, and I'm putting, you know, my watch on, I'm putting my suit on and I just looked at myself and I just went, if this is what life has to offer, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't want it. I, I don't appreciate it. I don't, you know, it seemed exciting to start with, but there was just such a big lacking hole in me you know and so tumbling off that pedestal to look yourself in the eye and say do you know what you're full of rubbish you're not true to yourself you can't even look at yourself but yet everyone thinks you're this big success you know everyone smiles at you in the office and you know stabs you behind your back you know because you're their boss like it was just one of those so the elevation started with the the like the de-elevation right you know uh and that's that's kind of that was the first moment that the journey started for me before value before the value foundation before you ocean this is three years before all of that it started yeah it's that moment of it's like that aha moment the i understand sort of thing i have a new perspective of the awareness i mean that's really where it starts right that something is just drastically unaligned in life and not living in the authentic self. A hundred percent. I think people, you know, don't look at their feelings. They kind of experience their feelings. They're in their feelings and they say, I am this feeling, but your feelings are literally like a radar. You know, if you don't feel good, it's your body, it's your mind, it's your soul telling you something's Mm. not right. Yeah. And people don't do that. They go, okay, evolutionary, they'll go, let's fix it. Let's buy something. Let's eat something. Let's go in a relationship. They try to mask the problems. Externally fixing externally instead of going within. 
like a band-aid right a band-aid and put a jumper on no one will see it it's fine and inside we're bleeding out and i think for me i was just very fortunate because i don't i've always said this that there's some people in life that are generally good people right you know you've got friends in your phone book where you know they just are so good you know i question how they can be so good right (laughs) (laughs) um and i accept it you know but it's very much like I've never been, I don't think I'm particularly like a great, great person like them. I think I've got a good heart and my mum's always instilled that with me. You know, I respect women. I respect my elders. I respect, you know, my family. You know, I do my duties. And so it's like I have a good, you know, I think a base moral system. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I mean, you know, for me to raise up through, you know, and I'm talking 14 positions in my career to get to where I was, I was a shock. Like I wasn't out to make friends, I was out for blood. And you know, it was one of those things that, yeah, it worked, you know, apex predator in the business because that's what I was instilled with. That's what I thought I wanted. And you know, the fact is sharks don't swim in groups, apex sharks, they swim alone. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that I realized that, well, you wanted this, you've got it. You know, life says that people think that Life says, you know, I'll only give you the good things and bad things to trial you. No, it's it's a universal thing. You say I want this, life says, okay, I'll give you this. You, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you've asked for it. You're the creator, right? So mm. you you have it. Here you go. If that causes your downfall, that's your own fault. That's on you. And that's why we're given feelings as a radar to be able to say, does this feel good? Does this feel permanent? Does this feel temporary? Is this is this like shallow, you know? And I think from that day forward, I started to listen, like really listen, because, you know, when you're jacked up on caffeine, like coffees, you know, six coffees a day, all the different energy drinks, you know, like just to keep your, your eyes open, right? You know, going from like, just meeting to meeting to meeting, flight to flight to flight, meeting to meeting to flight to flight, not switching your phone off, not getting good sleep. Your, your internal radar completely gets blocked. There's no mm. natural frequencies within your body. You're not listening. You're, you're, not, you're not even touching the ground that you walk on, right? You're not yeah. honoring the very life force that, that allows us to exist. You know, we breathe the air like it's a commodity that we're just given. Not <laughs> thanking the trees or the plants that they created that for us. You know, we walk on the ground so harshly, we dig it up, we smash it, we do whatever not respecting every footstep that it supported you on since you was a baby. You know, mm. that realization. You have such a beautiful perspective and such a gorgeous story. I love it because you have experienced such contrasting uh, situations in life. You've lived, and I love how you explained it as the shark because it's, you know, in comparing ourselves with nature and that which is given and how we are drawn so far away from it. And you're correct. It's that I tell a lot about how we need to calm down and go within and calm that uh, the body system down in order to even get to a creative state of being, because that is what creates disease, right? When we're living in this stressful and, and the body's not designed to do that. It, it can and it will, but it's not going to flourish 
if you continue to do that and it will create disease and whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, all of it combined. And so because you've had this life where you've lived to that extreme level and now you're having an understanding of the complete opposite and what really makes us thrive as a human being is really cool to see and hear and experience. No, I, I thank you. I just think it is, it seems so obvious, right? Like it would seem so obvious if we hadn't have all the lived in experiences and we just came fresh to this planet with the awareness we have, you know, like as an adult, it would be obvious like, oh my gosh, this keeps us alive. This is this, like, you know, it's because we're drawn into these systems that have been created, you know, through economics, this, capitalism, whatever it may be. And we're all suckers for it. And, and the fact is, without now actually being part of it, you can't live, you know? So it's like we're drawn, in, in Hinduism, we call it Maya, right? You know, in Islam, they call it Dunya. And both words, Maya or Dunya, they mean illusion, right? That we live in this illusion. Quantum physics is even kind of proving this, you know, with light particles, you know, with the observer effect that what we truly see isn't really what it is. You know, our eyes only pick up such a small spectrum of everything, right? You know, the fact that we're talking like this, but we're seeing this upside down, right? But we're actually switching <laughs> it in our minds before we've even realized a mini, 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 mini second. So, you know, when we realize we're living in this Maya and that if you could see yourself just that this is a computer game, a very real, real, real feeling, touchy earthy, you know, VR on steroids, right? Yeah. You know, if you realize yeah. that you're, character can actually do what it wants your character can choose different you know but in order to do that you need to get control of the character it's like a husky just running off the leads you know <laughs> if you want to pull that sleigh you need to get a harness on its body right then, yeah. then then the energy the drive the the excitement that dog has to run you can use that for a, for a force to be to be reckoned with and to be good and the fact is, no one can stop you. That's the difference. You know, the only person stopping us is ourselves. And yeah. that's the irony of it. We could choose to be happy if we woke up in the morning, right? I get, obviously, you know, there's, there's, there's the cases when it's talking about chemical imbalance and things like that. But the fact is, you know, our brain is the biggest chemical factory in, like, in the world, right? We produce thousands and thousands of things daily, seconds, you know. Some, you know, we look at an Instagram post, boom, gives you that hit, you know, of, of either cortisol or it gives you, you know, a yeah. dopamine boost and things like that. You know, it's and even if you look at, you know, I read an amazing book called Atomic Habits. Um, and he was talking about it, that that dopamine hit hits you before you even do the action. So, like when I knew I was gonna speak to you today, just by looking at my phone in the diary boom, the dopamine's up before. Now, this me speaking to you is only 10% of that, that spike. You know, so it's actually that it's our mind, our perception of reality that ultimately can create. So it's very, very much, if we wake up in the morning, we can say to ourselves, you know, and I do this with Value Foundation, with you Ocean, I'm like, today, I'm just going to do the best I can do. You know, is life easy for me? Are things just, you know, is there low-hanging fruit everywhere? No, I'm not saying there is right now, but there will be. And it's about saying today, I can actually achieve this. 
I'm even going to try achieve this. If I achieve it, it's a win. If I don't, well, I didn't have it before, so I've not lost anything, right? And it's about actually enjoying the journey. You know, we spend the whole entire, our entire life looking forward to tomorrow, regretting what happened yesterday mm. and miss the present. Yeah, that is the trick, right? That's the that's that's the trickiness of being able to really understand what living in the present moment is because we're our bodies are are designed in such a way and it's it's honing in. I love that uh, you talked about the husky and how, you know, it's just a a husky that's so excited that's totally off the leash and it's it's being able to train because they're brilliant animals right and you can train them and they are able to do exactly what you coach them to do and it's the same idea for our minds and our bodies the you know the the body is just a robot controlled by the mind and so when we understand that, we can start honing in and training it to do exactly what we want it to do, which therefore is living more in the present moment. And so that's incredible that you've brought all of this up too. And it's it's interesting to me. I was just speaking with my daughter, my my beautiful 20-year-old daughter, soon to be 21. Oh, wow. And of course, you know, she reflects on this, what's the meaning of life and all of the things, right? And so we're talking about how she likes to go really in the spiritual aspects of ourselves and, and of our beings and how we've come into this world and this life because we get to experience it, because we get to create. And when we talk about with all this incredible science back uh, aspects now that we have the proof of that which is not seen. And we know that we are the creators of our realities of this virtual reality, right? Uh, it's, it's really, it, it makes it so much more inspiring to continue in with that creative aspect, the, the stepping into the unknown and the excitement of what is going to happen and what's possible and what's next a hundred percent right i mean if you knew that life wasn't just happening to you but you could actually push it around a bit navigate around you know a few obstacles if you stop you know people's mentalities that life happens to them they're just a victim they're a victim of it and you know someone told me a long time ago um He's, that, he's from the UK, he's a great life coach. Um, and he actually does kind of business for high achievers, right? Um, and we got talking a few years ago, his name's Dr. Rakesh Rana. And he literally said, you know, whatever happens to you, 100% of that situation, right? 90% of it is your reaction. Only 10% mm. is, is the actual situation. He's like, but you can choose to make it the 100%. Or you could actually choose to just see it as the 10%. You know, you wake up in the morning, you get that email. Really sorry, you haven't got the, the grant or the contract or the sponsorship. You know, we've seen that with Ocean and Vibe Foundation. You know, I can look at it and go, do you know what? Oh my gosh, how am I going to pay my bills? Right? Or say, do you know what? Okay, let me learn from that. So email them back. Could you tell me a little bit more why I didn't get it? Because in the future, I don't want to make that same mistake again. You know, mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll come back and say, do you know what? It's actually nothing. Everything was perfect. It's just we've got too many applications. 
and you did yours too late, right? Something like that. So I right. could say, okay, wow, the application was great. Maybe I just need to be a bit better with my time management. And also now I can apply for some more because I know that application is great. So now it's giving me that confidence to go for four or five of them. You know, I've taken that 10% situation where you could go, oh, I knew I wouldn't get it or life isn't, you know, going my way. Or no, do you know what? Life's presented me with feedback loop, a feedback loop to improve. Improve. You know, yeah, does it feel bad? Yeah, for a second. But in that split second, turn it around. That is the 10%. My 90% is going to be positive from it, you know? And yeah, you know, life's hard sometimes for some people and some situations. You know, life, obviously, whatever's happening, you know, we all navigate different things. And it's, you know, it's, I think it's a lot easier said than done. I think taking your own advice is some of the hardest, right? Especially, oh, you know, yeah. when you've got wonderful children, uh, you know, you're trying to tell them these life lessons and they go, but you did. And you're like, uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, do as I say. <laughs> you know, you realize as a parent, wow, I need to live these values. I need to, you know, I was telling my daughter, don't get mad with people, you know, because she's got a tendency that, you know, you get on the wrong side of her. She's she's that apex, you know. I think that's the <laughs> and I would say to her, look, you know, don't don't react to it. Just you know what? Tell them how you feel or move away from the situation. Tell them, move away. Don't want to speak to you about it, you know, etc. You know, you can't go, you know, you can't go into that situation like I'm gonna do blah, 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 blah. you know, and then you know, it's one of those situations where she said to me, but when we were driving in the car. I heard you shout something out the window. I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, don't tell your mum that. <laughs> you, know, it's a, you know, but yeah, so it's about, you know, we're all human, we make mistakes. But actually, if we can live those lessons that we we know deep down are true and that we create like habitual kind of, you know, rituals with it, that it's very normal. That any situation comes, I can learn from this. There is gold in this dirt that's being thrown on me right i'm going to yeah. use this pile to actually stand on so i can see above the problem you know pushing a heavy boulder up the hill you know where do you get grit from people go how do i get grit how do i get grit to carry on and fight through push the boulder mm -hmm. harder if you push that boulder so hard you'll grind bits off the bottom of the rock and it'll be the grit under your feet that you need to push it further you know you're not just going to find it you, you need to carry on. You need to maintain your integrity, right? Chris, you are just so packed full of wisdom. My gosh, I, I could let you just talk and talk and talk. And you are so packed full of wisdom. And it amazes me because, you know, it, it's just fascinating how much life you have already lived and the wisdom that you really gained. And now you're applying to the whole world. So, you know, we're going to go into our commercial. And when we get back, Chris, I would love to learn the story of when you were on the ocean and you had the connection with everything. Stay tuned. Are you ready to take control of your ride to wellness? Rev up with Driven Living. Visit www.drivenliving.com and buckle up for a journey. Get exclusive access to our Wellness Driven Life Show guest portal, where you can dive deep into the minds of our esteemed guests. Sign up for our newsletter and get insider scoops on these distinguished personalities. 
It's like having a backstage pass to their life-changing wisdom. But that's not all. You'll also receive a free hug. You heard me right, a free hug. An enlightening ebook from the Driven Living team. Discover the science-backed benefits of hugging yourself. It's a fill-up for your wellness tank. Because at Driven Living, we believe in fueling your journey to wellness, both physically and psychologically. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.drivenliving.com today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back. Chris Desai, everyone. You are just an amazing human being. And I love hearing your stories. And so speaking of, you you shared this fascinating story with me during your intake form here on the Wellness Driven Life Show. And I would love for you to share that with the audience. Yeah, sure. So my journey, I said, from being born, you know, kind of in the UK, moving out of Leicester, going to London for work in that respect, driving myself, you know, through through the ranks got to the point where I realized this this material success is just not fulfilling um, and I believe everyone has to get to that point you know it's one of those things that I've always said I wish everyone had some sort of success in their life to realize that it's not actually what they want right unless you touch the item that you want you can't realize it's not what you want and you realize it was that journey that had all the value, that every day waking up, driving for it. You know, time and time again, people have, have mastered their, their dreams at a very young age and then fallen into depression and all these other things because they realized it was never the goal, it was the journey. So I basically, after this moment that I had, I knew that I couldn't kind of go on being happy in that respect or this this fake version of happiness you know um and i was had a lot of trips coming up and that's when life started changing for me that you know i had some situations where i saw some really like you know just depressing things when i was abroad in these factories and i saw what we were doing to the planet so i had this idea i was like you know i need to be more sustainable i need to do something i need to to i don't know change the company maybe you know i didn't know where to start so i started researching learning tried to change the company internally. They never wanted to hear it. They tried to, you know, kind of basically derail all of it. So I had no choice but to leave. So I left. And through a chance moment, which I don't believe in coincidence, I don't believe it's coincidence we're speaking. You know, there is, for me, it's a, it's actually a divine path that I'm trying to follow. So I basically had lunch with a friend. And through that conversation, long story, but I ended up on a boat um, off the Isle of Wight in, in, in the UK. And I ended up staying on this boat for six months. Um, you know, not oh, knowing months. six months, six wow. months, no laptop, no phone, nature. It wasn't a nice boat, by the way. This isn't like catamarans in the Cayman Islands, right? This was midwinter, UK, 
damp sailing yacht with like five other people on it, wow. you know, head to toe. And, and do you know what? I've never been happier in my life. And I could not believe the freedom that I had. And it was the strangest thing. And to this day, I think I get emotional when I think about it. Because actually, it's very much one of these situations where if you don't know yourself or you've not met yourself truly in such a long time, since you're a child, right? Since you're, you know, actually you're not tainted by all of this rubbish that we we kind of go through, that it was one of the first times that I started to feel connected with me. I started to wake up in the morning and go, who's Chris Desai? What does Chris Desai feel like? <laughs> you know, that sounds so strange, but you know, to start to know yourself, to start to, you know, I, I'd be talking with people on the boat, you know, and I'd say something, you know, and make people laugh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm, I've got humour, right? You know, I, I didn't realise it was still in me. You know, I've always had this cheekiness to me, but like, mm -hmm. still there because I've been such a work professional, no laughing, this, you know, for so long. And over this six month period, it was actually three and a half months into this journey. I've always meditated. And that's one of the things that since I was 14, I've meditated. Um, it was interesting thing for myself. I don't, you know, this is charity and everything aside, this is personal for me. But, you know, I was, I was told at a young age, because um, I was raised obviously between like Hinduism and Christianity, um, that, you know, meditation was actually like, thing to do you know there it was very much like it gave you know the devil an entrance to your mind and all of these kind of you know wow dogmas, interesting dogmas that came with you know real real yeah. kind of church you know going people but something in me at a young age like you know and that's what i think you know is there something passed on that i just started to sit in my legs crossed and close my hands and close my eyes and sit there from a young age and I found such peace in meditation and it's like people get it confused they go oh I don't know how to meditate no, you don't need to know how you just sit there and close your eyes like you know, this it really isn't as hard as that you know like it's, it's, it can be as easy as that so and eventually your body will get into the cycle of it right and you yeah. start then breathing practices and yoga and whatever it may be so I had this kind of thing and I was meditating on the front of the boat and it was the life-changing moment it was when we hit a wave and every time we hit a wave the spray would like you know go and the boat goes up every time and you know it's on this boat i had this moment where it's like we kind of hit a wave but there was no spray there was no like just Imagine we're talking now and then silence, complete, like, you know, sometimes like when you're on your own, there's that like that wah, 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 wah sound, you know, like just complete, like the silence is deafening, right? You know, um, especially when you've been around a lot of noise. And I had this moment where, you know, it lasted. And I must say in, in reality, obviously a fraction of a second, but in my consciousness, it went on for a few minutes and I just felt this jolt go through my body and it's the weirdest feeling because it's like 
I could taste the sand. And this sounds so strange. It's like I could taste the sand underneath the boat, underneath the water, like in the earth. I could taste it in my mouth. And then at the same time, I could see the boat. And at the same time, I could feel what it would be like to be, you know, the wood. I could feel the the teak on the deck. I could smell the ocean. I could like all of these kind of things. And and just, you know, boom, open my eyes, the water hit me, and I'm just streaming full of tears. And to me, it's like I could never explain that moment. You know, all of these thoughts, these, 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 I don't know what you call it, you know, messages, words, sounds, sights, tastes, everything's in my mind. And I'm just crying. I'm sobbing on my own. And everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm just, I'm out of it. You know, I'm a person that like, I broke my shoulder and I didn't cry. You know, I was just like picking myself. I actually, I actually broke my shoulder, went to an event right, for three hours and then walked myself to the hospital. Like, that's who I am. And and I'm crying over dolphins, you know, bouncing off the bow wave. And and I just kind of went, oh, my gosh, like, I've, I've just felt connected to everything that's ever existed, like, before me, after me, in this present moment, that I am a particle of just this entire cosmos that I never realised before. And... I always say these feelings, you know, it's so hard to put them in human words. It's like when you're trying to translate from a different language, how could some words just don't translate? I think spiritual things can't translate always into, into words or descriptions, right? It has to be self-realized. Something that happens over weeks, you can just grab in a second, but that's not how it happened, right? And so this process for me is very, very muddled in my mind still. Like, when did I come up with it? When did I think of that? When did I you know, that happened. So, but I, all I know is the next three days after that, every day I could not sleep. I mean, I'm just writing notes, I'm drawing things in my little pad. I was supposed to be learning how to sail properly. Yeah. I actually did do my yacht master, so I became a captain, which is good. Um, That's yeah, the first qualification I really got. <laughs> um, you know, woo, one for the shirt. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I from that moment I just wrote this word down, and this word is is literally Vayu, and I kept trying to pronounce it. You know, I'm not going to give a glossy story of it. I'm like, why you? I'm like you, Vayu, Va Va Vayu. Like I could not, I didn't know what I was trying to decipher because it's it's like a television signal with the aerial bent, right? You know, I'm trying <laughs> to get around to get a, a clear connection, and and you know through years of non-meditational practices, you know, like when I was 14, I did it all the time. By the time I was 21, I probably stopped it completely, you know, and then started it for six months and stopped it, did it for a week, stopped it, started it. You know, it's hard to meditate when you're living the complete opposite of what that promotes within you. Um, so it's very much that I came off the boat, I knew what I needed to do. It took about a month and a half to figure the last part out. And I went back into London, I knew I needed to start a brand, an ethical, sustainable, organic brand, because I only know fashion and music. That's all I know. I'm not the most academic person in the world. I'm self-taught. You know, most of my education happened when I was on the street. Like, that's real life situations. You know, yeah. happened when I was selling stuff, happened when a designer is telling me something, happens when I'm in a factory, you know? So it's very lived experience. Um, and that was it. I started Vayu. Did the whole entrepreneur thing, 
went through absolute hell. They're probably the worst two years of my life. As in, I was like on the bread line, I invested all my money into it, had, you know, like baked beans in the cupboard. Like it was difficult. And this isn't like- I'm laughing because I get it. (laughs) You get a lot of rich people go, yeah, it was so hard, you know, I couldn't fill my Bentley up. I mean, you know, what to do? And it wasn't like that. I'm talking, you know, I'm like walking by people thinking like, looking, you know, at their bag of shopping, thinking like, geez, I wish I had that right now, you know? And, and you know, it brings you down to a point, right? When you've got nothing, you get that carnal instinct and it really does show you who you are. Mm. And at that point is when I just needed to, to submit, I think, to myself, you know, to my inner energy, my soul and say, okay, how can I actually, how can I move forward without going down this carnal route, without going mm. down this apex predator shark mm. kind of ethos, right? And let life happen, you know, life just flow through me instead of trying to constantly claw my way up the river. You know, and that's me with a with an ice pick, you know, on the riverbed, just one hand at a time. And going, why is it so difficult? But I love the difficulty. I'm gonna keep doing it. And this was that situation where it's saying, just lay back on top of the water and let let life, let the flow of life take you where. Don't be wrong, keep your eyes up. You know, there might be a waterfall on that side, right? You know, then 10, 90% situations, you know. But I kept my, my wits about me. And do you know what? Cut a long story short, two and a half years later, we're in 633 shops in the UK, America, New York, Florida, never Texas, but I'm sure we'll come out there. You know, I'm sure you scaled. That's so great. And and I was saying it incorrectly to begin with. I was saying value. It's value, yeah, and value. which I like better. And okay. so, you know, I, I love the point of discussion that has come up with this, Chris, because you're talking about as an entrepreneur and uh, that it it's not easy for everyone. Not everyone has the the money and the backing and the teams and all of the stuff that really is essential to help you you know, do very, very well. Otherwise it is a long and difficult journey. But I tell you what, when you have something that is just burning that desire, that knowing the internal knowing that whatever it is that you've got, it's something that the world needs to know and and have access to. And you're talking about how you struggled with that. And, you know, do I go back to just knowing what I know, doing it well and succeeding that way? Or do I continue on this course and and just have faith in the fact that eventually something will pan out? And it certainly has. That's an incredible story. It was it was touch and go. You know, in my in my head, it was touch and go. In life, I believe it was touch and go. But I think in the bigger scale of things, all of this needed to happen, I think, to humble me, you know, humble that ego, hum- humble that pride, you know, and, you know, everyone that knows me, you know, I don't pretend not to be who I am, you know, that that apex in me, that, you know, that lion, still there, it's always going to be there, it's who I am, you know, I'm built, like, differently, I'm built in that way, and, you know, but now it's about actually use that determination just like the huskies use that drive but do it for a force for good 
not mm. for destructive behavior, not for, you know, betterment of myself, but betterment of the planet, of my volunteers. Imagine, you know, I can be that lion that protects my entire tribe instead of that lion that hunts my tribe. You know, that's the difference. Two, same animal, same thing, two different ends of the story. Yeah. And that's what I've done. I've ended up, you know, I will stick up for my team. I will stick up for my community. I will stick up for the planet. You know, and when I've stood there, I've spoke at the UN, the water conference, this this uh, this this event in the in the building, and you know, I spoke at COP28 just a few months ago, and I'm not gonna hide back from the truth, you know. And I, I said it at the water conference, you know, that this trickle down economics, this top down solutions to the indigenous communities does not work like in that respect it needs to be indigenous led mm. how can you come to someone's country and tell them what they need to do when they've been doing that for thousands of years anyway it's like listen listen to people listen to ideas listen to people that have got lived in experience what are their barriers to entry so it's about my job not to you know own this but to facilitate this movement to facilitate this energy going through me not controlling it but actually just letting it flow in and you know as it comes out give it a direction of where it can go you know and and do I make mistakes loads do I make mistakes daily of course I do but do you know do I have successes of course I do and it's about owning up to you know what yeah I'm loud um you know people people always say you know you're disruptive like you you there's no pink elephant in the room with you of course there's not that's how i am if you don't like me i say join the line of people that goes around the block you know trust me you'll get your turn in about 5 years time you know but there's a lot of people that love me as well because yeah. you know i believe i've got a good heart and i believe i've got the right intention but i think previously in in the fashion role you know in before i started by you that that heart got masked, you know, got masked by insecurity, inferiority, all of them kind of things, you know, and growing up in the environment I grew up in, you had to be taught, you had to be rough. And I'm talking before work, I'm talking school, you know, I'm talking, you know, try being the only brown kid, you know what I mean, in, in the school I went to. Let's just, let's be, you know, raw here. You know, I got on the bus the first day and, and the first thing, you know, there were six guys on the back seat throwing racist remarks at me. Yeah. You know, so what did I do? I didn't sit there and take it. Trust me, I won't say what I did <laughs> uh, on the video. But, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna make my mark. I'm not going mm. to ever be a victim of anything, right? You know, mm. and especially even on this journey, I'm not going to be a victim of my own mind, of my own self, because ultimately, then you've lost in life. If you're yeah. a victim to yourself, you can't even control your thoughts. You can't control your actions. You can't control your emotions. Then you've lost. Yeah. Wow. Well, that said, Chris, let's share with the audience the things that you have created because it's exceptional. So I'm going to share my screen. Okay. And we're going to go ahead and share some of the things, the, the projects that you have here. Okay. So right. shall I just go for it? Yep. Okay. Um, so the Valley Foundation launched the U Ocean project in 2020. 
Uh, we've now got 18 sites in the UK, so U-Ocean chapters. So groups that go out and clean up rivers, coastlines, canals, oceans, go in schools, educational projects, create art projects. So 18 sites in the UK, 15 internationally. Um, so we've got like U-Ocean Indonesia, U-Ocean Malawi, U-Ocean St. Lucia in the UK. And we've also got like in the US actually, we've got U-Ocean Oregon, uh, we've got U-Ocean New Jersey. So we're opening up a few more chapters this year in the States. Um, Launch U-Ocean, great. I mean, scaled it, more and more impact, more people removing plastics out of the rivers, canals every single day. From U-Ocean, we very much had an organic progression when I asked once again, like, you know, I'm, the, I'm protecting my tribe here. You know, I asked them, how would you like to see this go? What's your thoughts on this project? Because this project's for you, not for me. And very much they said, we love being outdoors. We love what it does for our mental health. This mm. was coming out of COVID, the lockdown. So you Earth then started because U-Ocean's all about blue conservation. And we thought, if we're looking after the oceans, can we not look after the land as well? And also, yeah. if we're on land, how can we create a feedback loop? why let's look at why humans aren't seeing themselves as part of this ecosystem right your lungs for instance are only 50 percent of your breathing apparatus no air what's the point of having lungs so nature is 50 percent of our breathing apparatus our lungs are 50 percent. so uf has the slogan connecting people and planet so we started reforesting planting trees creating flower gardens meadows all these kind of things and then around those sites, we do meditation, mindfulness, yoga. So we connect people with the planet. So actually, when you start to still your mind, when you start to remove yourself, you know, when was the last time you took one hour for yourself? No kids, no phone, no laptop, no interviews, no stories, no media, no business, no emails. And actually just was in nature, breathing and not moving, just staying still for one hour. 99% of people would say they have not experienced that in, in six months. Yeah. So it's one of these things that we connect people with the planet by doing that. And then UF just took off. So this year we're scaling UF to all 18 sites in the UK. Um, exciting next month. We've got, um, we're planting around a thousand trees on around 25 acres and um, bringing some wellness coaches down with us. I'm across pollinating communities from the inner city to the rural countryside to actually give people an opportunity. And we're working with institutions that are like race equality centers, uh, refugee centers, drug rehabilitation centers, also schools, volunteers, just the everyday person. Um, and that's what U Ocean and UF's about, about accessible conservation. It's all free, doesn't cost them anything, you know, and we just want to support people just to realize you know how beautiful they are how wonderful they actually you know their soul is they are inside and you know everyone is beautiful in some in some way we just need to actually have the eyes to be able to see it and that's holistically i think what the value foundation stands for wow my gosh so <laughs> i i'm just i'm a little uh blown away because I just think that this is fascinating, Chris, what you've done. And on so many levels, what you're incorporating people to do and how 
you're teaching us to interact and engage with our planet again. And you're right. We, we have such disconnect and, um, we've had Clint Ober, who is, was the founding father of earthing products. And he's talked about how we need to connect back to the earth. And that is how we recharge our battery. And it's simple things like that, that we just have, we've lost track of. We are not aware of when they started making rubber soles on our shoes. It totally disconnected us to recharging from the earth. And so it's those things that we are unaware of that we're coming back to and being taught and the meditation, how you went on this journey and through meditation and stilling yourself, you were able to connect with that higher self and with the earth and with the energies around you. And we're energetic beings. So I think it's such a beautiful and creative thing that you have really brought and inspired the community to do. It's just beautiful. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're setting the bar high there. But <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Well, I'll go through a couple more of these photos, but I just, I think that that's fascinating. And again, wow inspiring we've got a couple of comments that have come through um but mostly it looks like just praise praise for you sir That's all good. the things that you are doing and achieving um well done so chris it has been amazing having you on the wellness driven life show wow and so i want to invite everyone here to to check it out to follow it to engage be a part of because I certainly will be. I'm so thrilled again, Chris, to know you. And I'm so excited to, you know, get my hands on this and engage as well. So let's bring in the websites. I've had it displayed a little bit through the show. But for those of you listening in, always find the information of our guests in the description below, www.uocean.org. Very easy, uocean.org. And then the Earth Project is www.uearthproject.org. So those are some of the, the beautiful sites that you can go and see and find out what project. Man, Chris, you're everywhere too. I mean, you talked about all of the places that you have launched this, and it's just incredible. No, do you know what? A lot of it is just organic, and it's people reaching out, just how you know you're inviting people to connect with us, you know, even through like Instagram, you know, we get people from all countries around the world saying, can you, can you start this here? This is what we need. This is what we want. I've been waiting for this, you know, yeah. and that's where we come in and actually help to provide the resources, help to provide the skills, the access, you know, to create something like this. And every chapter is different. Every chapter will continue to be different because it needs to be around the needs of that community and it's open for everyone you know conservation is what unites every single person on a single vision regardless of race regardless of gender regardless of social class like conservation unites everyone no planet no people Ah, that's beautiful. Chris, they just needed somebody to come along that was willing and and passionate enough to put the couple of years in of work where they looked at somebody else's grocery cart and said, I really wish I had that. <laughs> and uh, so that's beautiful, really. I want to thank you so much for being 
a beautiful guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you for having me. I mean, yeah, it's been emotional. It's been spiritual. It's been a bit of everything. Um, yeah, no, just thank you for, for having me. And I hope your audiences can get some value from what I'm saying. Um, if not, I hope they've had a few laughs. And, uh, you know, that's it. I just wanted it to be be authentic, be raw, you know, and just personal. So, yeah, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And speaking of audience, the show wouldn't be possible without you. So thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye for now. We will see you next time.